the damn podcast. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Do The Damn Podcast. This is episode six. We got a lot of stuff to get into today. A lot of random shit on my mind, per usual. Um, let's start. Let's start with this one of the more recent things. This Cam Newton clip that's going around. Um, this kid is at Cam Newton's camp. Decides to essentially troll him at his own game. I'll, I'll just I'll play the clip for you guys and, and and then we can talk about it easier to just put it in context here so basically this kid is at cam newton's camp continuing to call him ass and he's about to be broke he's a free agent blah 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 now, obviously, super disrespectful, super whack behavior from a kid. And, of course, that jumps out at you, but that should jump out at everybody. Now, when I say that, there's so many things that should jump out at everybody these days that don't. But to take it a little deeper than that, what got me with that is the crossover from internet trolling to real-life trolling. And, you know, I'll give the kid credit to an extent of, I feel like there are tons of keyboard-confident people out there People that will say anything behind a keyboard. This kid, this kid did it in real life. I say I give him credit because, you know, at least he had the at least he kept the same energy, right? But super, super whack. Um, unreal to take an opportunity like that, be at Cam Newton's camp, be able to see him in person, talk to him in person, and and choose to do that with your time. Here's the problem. On the internet. Those type of comments, right? At Cam Newton, your ass. At Cam Newton, you suck. Blah, 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 blah. Those get rewarded on the internet. And when I say rewarded, I mean they get liked, they get replied to. And even if half the comments are um, against you and saying you're dumb for that, whatever, it's still quote unquote popular, right? Everybody wants shit to go viral how many times do we see these days people become popular end up making money go because they went viral for some stupid thing right um getting attention that way just everybody's just seeking attention and so on the internet you get that right and the idea i always thought i hoped at least in real life doing things like this would be met with repercussions and, and be admonished. And most people I saw, yeah, they were, they were against the kid at the end of the day though. He still got the attention he was looking for. I'm talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. It's just this weird age that we live in where this type of stuff happens. And I mean, at least, like I said, most people are like, this kid is dumb for doing what he's doing. At least people are saying the right things about it. 
But yeah, that's the thing that caught my eye with this is just the crossover from trolling on the internet to now we're trolling in real life and how bad it is. Like, that's just not how you want kids acting. That's not how you want people acting in general. Um, and just such a, just such a bad mindset. Kids, kids need, kids need role models, man, for real. Um, and that's, that's the problem, right? Is like Cam could be a role model as far as like super successful young dude. And instead of asking him for advice, you choose to call him ass when you go to his camp wearing his shirt, just ridiculous mindset. Um, Another thing within sports that caught my eye, and I'm glad this came up because this is something that I think about often, and it's just like the changing of of meanings of words. So James Harden, Eastern Conference Player of the Week this week, well-deserved, along with uh, Dame Lillard was Western Conference, well-deserved. Side note, I, I put a bet down on James Harden to win MVP this year. They got him at plus 5,000 odds right now. And in my mind, he's easily a top five MVP candidate. But according to, like, I I put the bet down on DraftKings, and he's, like, the 10th highest odds. Um, He should be be in the top five to me. It's it's Braun and Embiid. It's Harden. It's it's Lillard and Jokic. And then you start to get into, like, the Giannis, the Steph, um, KD. But, like, they got KD well above Harden. They're on the same team. You can't tell me Harden's not the most valuable player on that team right now. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I went a little loot off that. But plus 5,000, you got to throw something down on that. Um, Anyway, James Harden, player of the week in the Eastern Conference, tweets out, basically a graphic that showed that he was player of the week, showed some of his stats, you know, last four games, the the, the points, rebounds, assists, fact that he's balling, says Eastern Conference player of the week, James Harden. And the, 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 the words he puts along with that are always humble. Now, now that's what I'm focused on with this is over the years, I've, and Mostly due to sports, but we just see it a lot in celebrity period. But people just misuse the word humble so often. It is, there's like 1% of times where you can call yourself humble. It just is, it's such an oxymoron, right? Is there anything wrong with James Harden posting about his player of the week honors? Or any of his accomplishments? Absolutely not. Um, we live in a day and age on social media and things like that where you're smart to market yourself. You're, you're a brand, right? You're a business. But that's what it is, is marketing. It's not being humble. I, I just, I just Real humility is getting player of the week honors and not feeling the need to go tell everybody about it. You know, it's like a lack of self-importance. You don't need to bring attention to yourself and your accomplishments, right? And it's two separate conversations. I'm not saying you're bad for doing so. I'm just saying it's not an example of humility. Posting that with the caption, always humble, 
It just doesn't make any sense. And I don't blame James Harden. We've gotten to a point in society where that's literally how people just use the word now. Anytime you go up to an accept to accept an award or um you you are the key player in a big victory and you get interviewed after and or um just anything good happens to you and, and you get the microphone in front of your face and it's I'm just so um humble. What? You're humble if you don't if you don't accept that acknowledgement and you don't seek that limelight and you don't whatever. Talking about it takes away from that humility. Does that make sense? It's just it's it's like a pet peeve of mine. I don't have any problem with with hyping it up, marketing it. That's that's the way you should do it these days. If you're a brand, if you're a business, and many people are brands nowadays, especially celebrities and stuff. So you should market yourself. But don't put in the same sentence with being humble in a graphic spouting off all your accomplishments. It just, it doesn't make any sense. All right. That, that's, that, those are just a couple of, a couple of random internet things having to do with sports, you know, yada, yada. Um, but we've got, we've got some serious topics to get to today, honestly. Um, and the first one is this, is this, uh, this Coca-Cola thing. If you hadn't heard, basically, uh, Coca-Cola used this um, LinkedIn lesson, um, basically diversity training type exercise, and they're they're teaching their employees this stuff. And somebody leaked some of the slides and, and some of the topics being discussed. And one of the slides is literally says, be less white. And then another slide says to be less white is to, and then it has a bunch of bullet points, whatever. Like I'll give you examples, the the bullet points of to be less white, to be less white is to be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive, be less ignorant, be more humble, listen, believe. What? This this sounds like literally just like a racist, a like a a racist with um two YouTube subscribers posting a, a presentation. To be less white is to believe. To be less white is to be less ignorant. Like what? <laughs> what? But this is a course being taught to employees at one of the biggest companies in the world. And they're not the only ones using it. Um, and this, this, this speaks to the whole, it's impossible to be racist against white people crowd. What do you call this then? You know, and I, I know people's people's argument for that is, again, changing the definition of, uh, of words, right? Like racism. Well, you can't be racist against white people because it involves power and it's systemic, you know, these types of things. Well, you can talk about those things, but racism is just hating somebody for the color of their skin. If you boil it down to its most basic. And if this, if this shit isn't racist, then... I, I, if you don't think it is, then I don't know what to tell you. And and when you talk about even systemic racism, 
this this course being taught, it's the type of shit that 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 would have been said about like black people in the Jim Crow South. You know the the racist stuff that we're supposed to be against. And like I said, the whole, like, you can't be racist against white people. Packy, why do you care so so much about this? What about all the, the racism against minorities? I, I'm so sick of this type of thinking. It's all wrong. All racism is wrong. And here's the difference in why I feel it's, <clears throat> it's, it's extra important right now to, to focus on examples like this. If a minority is discriminated against, 90% of the population knows that's wrong. Does it mean it doesn't happen? Of course not. But we, we, we have laws in place to help facilitate this. If we, if we hear an instance of discrimination, it's disgusting, it's wrong, we should point them out, we should fight against it, all of it, right? Furthermore, I, I'm totally with the stance that because of the history of this country, we need to be more alert to discrimination against minorities than we do against white people. I agree with that. If somebody tells me they went to the store and were treated terribly because they're white, I just naturally have less empathy than if somebody tells me they went to the store and were profiled because they're a minority. And that's just due to the, the, the history of this country and, and the history of racism, right or wrong. I'm just saying that's, that's my mindset. I understand that, okay? But here's the shit everybody seems to be ignoring right now. This Coca-Cola situation and, and, and all the woke anti-racist stuff, this, is a, this isn't just you know somebody's experience going into a store and they were profiled. Not that that's okay, like I said. This is a LinkedIn class from a best-selling author being taught to employees of major corporations. They're training people to hate people. <laughs> If you can't see the difference and the problem there, then then I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, all racism is bad. Hating anyone for the color of their, their skin is bad. Assigning just awful characteristics to people because of the color of their skin is racism and is insane. And this the idea that we are teaching people to think this way is it, it's, it's really like incomprehensible. Like, I don't, I don't want to be talking about this stuff, but I can't, it blows my mind when these situations come up that this is happening in our society right now. It blows my mind. We, we got to put a stop to this, to this nonsense, along with all forms of racism. But this one is, is, is so overt, right? Like it's, if you, if you have any brain it's hard to, and I guess this is what blows my mind, right? To me, it's hard to see that, like see these slides, the stuff I told you, be less white. To be less white is to be less ignorant, blah, 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 blah. I have to laugh when I read that because it's, it's crazy. But in my mind, anybody would, would see this and be like, well, yeah, that's, that's racist garbage, right? That's hateful garbage. But then I have to think, wait, it's being taught to people as a virtue in, in major corporations. They're starting to teach this stuff in schools. It, it's just, it, it's got to stop, man. It's got to stop. And luckily, I, I do see um, Coca-Cola is getting 
backlash for this, so that gives me a little bit of faith in humanity, but sheesh. Um, and then like that that leads me into these types of of topics. Um, and these are, these are deep topics. These are heavy topics, but I'll, I'll kick it off with, I tweeted, uh, a New York times article with the headline basically saying, well, let me, let me just find it and, and read it. Oh, don't go down the rabbit hole. Critical thinking as we're taught to do it isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. Headline of an article in the New York times encouraging people not to think critically as if that is the problem with misinformation. As if the problem isn't the fact that people just read headlines and clickbait and take them for what they are, and then they're misinformed. Um, and, and here's a major topic of discussion in the country right now. And it's funny, I like when I first started writing these, these blogs that I'm doing, I actually got pretty far along in this one about the topic of equality versus equity. And this was in January and I, I, I never put it out, um, for various reasons, but now a month later, month and a half later, it's a, it's becoming a big topic in the main, in the mainstream equity versus equality. I wish I would have gotten ahead of it. Um, but here we are. And the key to this well, the key to understanding anything is to think critically. So it bugs me when anybody in, in a position of, of power or influence or whatever would tell anybody to not think critically. That's, that's just insane. So if you guys are familiar with this topic, equity and equality at all, you've probably seen the um, very simplistic graphics and things that go along with this, the stuff you see on Twitter or Instagram or whatever that try to portray equality versus equity. And two of the main ones that you see are, um, and these are very similar examples, are three people. One is very short, one is medium height, one is tall. And in the two examples, uh, the, the first one, you have um, a tree with apples on it. And... The short one can't reach, the medium one is closer but can't reach, and the tall one is able to pick the apple. And, and they're all standing on a crate that's the same size. So that's equality, right? They all get the same size crate, but still only one of them can reach the apple. And then so the equity side is you give the short person a taller crate, the medium person a medium crate, and the tall person a short crate, and they can all reach an apple. And that's equity. And the other example that you see a lot, if you hadn't seen that one, it's, it's basically the same thing, but seeing over a fence to watch a baseball game. So short, medium, tall person, equality versus equity. Equality, they each get a crate, but one, but one of them can't see, and one of them can't see very well, and the other one can see easily. And on the equity side, the short person gets two crates, the, the medium person gets one crate, and the tall person doesn't get any crates, so they can all see. Equality versus equity. And in these examples that they give, picking apples off a tree, trying to see over a fence to watch a baseball game, great. We, we should all think this way, right? Um, the problem is these are very simplistic examples for 
things that these people want to implement into much bigger facets of society. Um, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you the last example before I get into talking about it more. Um, here, I got to expand this so I can read it. And this one is the shoe example. If you've ever heard this one, um, Oh, come on. What is the difference between equality and equity? A teacher in California writes about teaching her students the difference between these concepts. There's this activity do, I do in my class. All the students sit in a circle, and I ask everyone to take off his or her left shoe and throw it into a pile in the center. Once the shoes are all piled up, I begin redistributing them, one to each student, completely at random. Then tell everyone to put on the new shoes, and inevitably, there begin the complaints. This isn't my shoe. It's too big. It's too small. This doesn't fit me. Whatever the specific complaints are, very few students are actually happy with their newly mismatched pair of shoes. What's wrong, I ask. I did everything fairly. You all have two shoes, one for your right foot and one for your left. But Miss David, they say, they aren't the correct shoes. Oh, I say, you want the shoes that are best for each of you individually, not just any shoe I find. Yes, they all say. But I say with a furrowed brow, that doesn't seem fair. I wanted to treat you all equally. I point to a boy with somewhat large feet and a nearby girl with smallish feet. He'll have more shoe than you will, I note. And without a doubt, someone will unknowingly get right to the heart of the issue. It doesn't matter who has more shoe, Miss David. It matters that we all have the right shoes for us. And that, my friends, is the difference between equity and equality. Equality means everyone gets exactly the same outcome Two shoes without regard to individual differences, large or small feet, for example. Equity means everyone gets the same quality of out, same quality of outcome, shoes that fit their individual needs. First of all, the end of that, when she says equality means everyone gets exactly the same outcome, false. <laughs> That's, that is the opposite of the truth. Equity is equality of outcome. Um, equality is equality of opportunity, okay? And so let, let's get into this, right? <clears throat> the apple picking example. The equity line of thinking sees disparity in the outcomes and assumes all things bad, right? They can't reach the apples because of all these bad things, privilege, racism, sexism, oppression. <clears throat> what they don't account for is things like hard work, talent, maybe just blind luck. Um, and, and that's the thing. If, you, if you're talking about being out apple picking, of course, do what you got to do to get everybody to reach the apples. No one would argue with that example. I'm not arguing that equity isn't a, a preferred strategy over equality when you talk about it in its most basic terms and in these simple scenarios, right? But when we expand it to broader topics that they want to utilize equity over equality in, for example, occupations, you don't get to pick and choose the occupations you want to apply your line of thinking to. You can't look at NBA coaches and say, there's not enough equity. There's not enough black coaches. But look at the players and say, well, the players' proportions are fine, right? Black versus white players, we're fine there. But the coaches, we got we to gotta make it 
Meanwhile, side note, you're ignoring every other race, but I digress. Or there's too many men in politics or finance. But are there too many men in construction? Mining? Are there too many women in nursing? Teaching? I say let people be people. Meritocracy should be the ideal. Have the best people in the best positions, right? And will there always be some type of corruption there? Um, Do people do bad things within that system? Of course. That's why we make laws against them. We should prosecute people that break those laws as far as any type of discrimination. But you can't just, the main thing here is you can't just look at an outcome. For example, and, and if you can't draw the connection between these images, when I say you can't just look at an outcome and say, well, there's obviously an issue we have to fix here. As far as the kid can't see over the fence to see the baseball game because he's short. You can't just look at that outcome and say, well, we need to take from the tall guy to give it to the short guy then. There's so much more that goes into it. And, and like I say, from the getting away from the simplistic examples and going to the actual systems they want to put these things into, you can't just look at an outcome and say, well, there's obviously sexism, racism, whatever there. You can use those outcomes as a nudge to investigate a situation. If you say, hey, everybody at this company is a white male, that's fishy. Let me investigate. Great. That's how you should go about it. And then find proof that they're giving hiring preference to white males, discriminating against others, and sue their asses. That's good. And do the same for everybody. But just because of the fact that there are a bunch of white males in this company isn't on its face discrimination. And it would be the same for anything. Just because there's a bunch of women at a job doesn't mean they're discriminating against men. Just because there's a bunch of um, Asians in a job doesn't mean they're discriminating against some other race. In many areas of life, these things just happen. People are different. But this fantasy that everything should be even and proportional is just, it, it's, it's intellectual hogwash. People have different talents and skills and passions and we need to facilitate the best of the best, finding the positions that are best for them. That's it. Equal opportunity is the goal, not equal outcome. And, and, and I'll give you an example. Take this example just like uh, my brother and I, right? We're two years apart, raised in the exact same household with the exact same parents, went to the exact same schools, lived together for all but like two years till we were in our mid-20s. Hard to make an argument that one of us was unfairly advantaged or disadvantaged over the other. Well, if Mo goes and becomes a multimillionaire, has three kids, and I go through life raising three kids, but I'm living check to check. I can't put any savings away to pass on to my kids. Can't send them to private school, buy them nice things, but Mo can. Is Mo required to give up some of his wealth in this this simplistic images that go viral in support of equity? The analogy to, to that wealth is the crate, right? The crate that these people are standing on. Is he required to give that up 
to help my kids see over the fence? No, he shouldn't be. Is it virtuous and admirable? Admirable. Admirable if he chooses to do that? Absolutely. But he shouldn't have a gun to his head. It shouldn't be government enforced. But in this example, you can see why equality is the goal and not equity. And, and here's one of the things that people get mixed up when they use the simplistic forms of and the simplistic images of these words. My parents' goal would be give each of us, Mo and I, an equal level of support and let us make something of ourselves. Then it's up to us. Now, the response from the equity proponents would say, well, no, they shouldn't just, for example, put a microphone and an NPC in both of your hands. They should figure out what you're each good at and push you toward those. So instead of putting a basketball in both your kids' hands, maybe you put a golf club in one of their hands and a soccer ball in the other, if that's what they're into. If that's what they need. And that's the response that proponents of equity would say. Well, yeah. I agree in that scenario. But that push should be relatively equal, in my opinion. And this is why the simplistic views of this issue are bad. There are obvious instances where that simple definition of equity is the obvious way to behave. But the general worldly symptoms people are trying to place this equity into, jobs, wealth distribution, major aspects of society are, are, are bad and illogical. But again, with the internet, you get this simplistic image, equality versus equity. Well, it's much more complicated of an issue than who can see over the fence at a baseball game. I mean, just take, for, exa for example, like the, the fence at a baseball game. Why are they looking over a fence to see a baseball game anyway? They, they probably didn't pay to get into the baseball game, right? They probably don't have any right to even see the baseball game. What if, what if they had to see under some type of sign? Well, then the short person would have an advantage. And that's humans, right? If you're short, sometimes you're going to have an advantage in certain scenarios over if you're tall. If you're, it, it, there's just so many um, immutable characteristics of all of us, skin color, height, hair color, weight, I guess weight, you can change whatever, but there's so many of these that just make us different. It doesn't make some person better than another person. It, it might give us an advantage in a certain scenario, like the height one. Oh, I'm tall. I can see over this fence, but that's just the way life is. You know what I mean? And just to take outcomes like that, like, Hey, this person got ahead or Hey, this person can do this and I can't and equate it to some type of bad motive and say we have to fix it, I think is bad logic. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, and this irked me, I, I wrote an article about this, uh, an article, a, a blog about it a few weeks back, about the who should be vaccinated first. Something to me that should be so obvious. Our old population should be vaccinated first. They're the most vulnerable. It's not even a debatable thing. But if you want to debate that, fine. But if we're all under the same agreement that um, old people are most affected by COVID and therefore the most vulnerable people, they should be given the highest priority for the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, this NBC article just came out 
about Florida. And here's, I'll just read you the first two paragraphs or, or two of the first three paragraphs. Florida's governor was slow to respond to the pandemic and his COVID-19 vaccine distribution plan has been marked by chaos, but critics say he's been quick to recognize the political gold in these precious doses. Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, ignored federal guidelines and prioritized getting senior citizens, one of Florida's most potent voting blocks, vaccinated first. Wait. So you're saying the governor got senior citizens vaccinated first, not because they're senior citizens, but because the majority of them are Republican? These type of people have got to step outside of their political bubbles. They have to. They're the same type of people that, I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, It is not enough to point to somebody that says, hey, I don't like Barack Obama. And I don't like Kamala Harris. Well, shit, you're racist then. Well, what if I like uh, Thomas Sowell and, and Ben Carson and Candace Owens? Well, those are just your token friend. No, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Maybe there's a much more obvious line of thinking, and it has to do with people's ideologies and their beliefs. If somebody likes a bunch of right-thinking people and dislikes a bunch of left-thinking people, regardless of their skin colors, it makes absolutely no logical sense to cherry pick a few from one side and say, well, he doesn't like them because of their skin color. In the same way of this, our senior citizens are our most most vulnerable population. They should be given priority to get the vaccine. In Florida, if senior citizens happen to be majority Republican, that doesn't change, that doesn't mean that the, govern, the governor, the people in power are vaccinating them because they're Republicans. Again, there is a much more obvious line to be drawn here. And that line would be the fact that they are senior citizens and they are the most vulnerable among us. It just, it blows my mind that this is our, our media. This is NBC, hot topic. It, it it just it has to stop. Yeah, I I continue to and I blame myself. I continue to be amazed at this stuff. That like these are supposed to be the people disseminating information for us, and and they're the ones out there talking about we need to find a way to stop misinformation, and we need people to be more educated and stop thinking critically. You guys are morons. You guys need to shut up. Give people facts. And people need to be able to think for themselves. Sorry, I, I get worked. I get worked up about illogical things that are illogical, masquerading as fact and logic. That's it for today, guys. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you get the pod in your library right away. Holler at me at Dude a Damn on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts, and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday.